0: It's January 1st, 2019. It's a brand spanking new year, and I am so grateful to kick it off with you. I know you'll be joining me, probably transcending time and space. Who knows when you may listen to this, but some will listen live, and we are grateful. Ah, <sighs> So grateful, so grateful to join together. I'm going to begin with a prayer, as I always do. I kind of got lost there for just a nanosecond. (laughs) In the peace of God, so grateful for the turning of the calendar page. Some people don't like getting older or time passing, but I've really learned that time is nothing. We are eternal. And the best use of time is being loving. So let's place our hand on our heart and declare our willingness to be loving. We consciously attune to the infinite intelligence, the pure love of God that is already pre-installed, already our true nature. So grateful and so thankful to consciously allow ourselves to experience the fullness of love. This is what we're calling forth. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, and we're calling for a rebirth, a renewal in the spirit. We are consciously rebooting into our new year. We're allowing ourselves to begin again, to leave the past behind. We share the benefits of our inspiration and our intention, our aspirations, our We share the benefits of our life of love and transformation, healing and renewal with everyone because we are one with them. So grateful and so thankful to simply allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. Deep Breath for God I remember reading that Doreen Virtue had said that the angels told her that inspiration comes in on the breath at least I think that's where I first read it and boy it sure feels true to me just pausing to take a couple of breaths is something that I enjoy doing all throughout my day part of my effective spiritual practice plan, and and that's what we're going to talk about today because I don't think there's anything that can really be much more helpful than having a spiritual practice that is effective. Whenever I think about spiritual practice, I think of a conversation I had with David Hoffmeister in Hawaii some years ago probably about five or six years ago now. And it was one of the Living a Course of Miracles classes that we did. All those classes are available at livingacourseofmiracles.com. But, and I remember uh, we were sitting together. It was so lovely to do the class sitting together in the same room. And I believe the class was called something like Spiritual Practice or Effective Spiritual Practice, Spiritual practice is 99% of what we put our attention on. Success is 99% spiritual practice and 1% spiritual study. And a lot of people have it the other way around. <laughs> That's what we were talking about in that class. And we see that a lot with of Course in Miracles peeps because um, that book is so big, and for many people the book is quite cryptic challenging totally understandable and if you're new to a course of miracles or if you do feel the book is cryptic and challenging and hard to understand here's a tip for you the tip is ask the holy spirit to make it plain, to show it to you. Ask Jesus to make it so clear and so vibrant that you realize it's written in your heart. It's written in your soul. It's not even on the page. It's in the very nature and essence of your being because that's where it really is. (laughs) And when we're willing to seek the kingdom first, which is within, then everything about it is added unto us. So if we're looking to improve our life by making changes in the world, we're doing what I call pushing density. We're trying to make it happen in the world of form first. But that is not how the world of form works. Everything starts at the level of the mind. And that's why A Course in Miracles tells us all healing. Every single bit of it. Financial healing, creative healing, physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing. All of it happens at the level of the mind. And then it ripples out into the world of form. So the world of form is thoughts, words actions situations circumstances emotions all of these things are the world of form so that's why in my year-long Masterful Living course which today we have our first class which is a bonus class I've been doing a New Year's Day class I think every year since 2009 and I love doing a New Year's Day class, so it's called New Year's Reboot, and it's a bonus class for everyone who's in masterful living. Gosh, I love this New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. I'm alone up in Maine at my family's house on Deer Isle, where I love to be. It's a cold, blustery, rainy, snowy, wintry day, and so... I am doing spiritual practice and I'm sharing. How oh, perfect. What a great way to start the new year. And just feeling those blessings, sharing them with you. So, for me, I've definitely proven that spiritual practice. Putting my focus and attention there is good. Now, and and life-changing, utterly and completely life-changing. Now, the thing is, of course, effective spiritual practice. Effective spiritual practice. In fact, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite passages. It's from one of the sections that many people The words stand out in their mind, but the meaning of it does not. And so people get confused. So the section is from chapter 18. It's section 7, and it's entitled, I Need Do Nothing. And people read that and think, what? How's that going to work? Girl, I've got laundry to do. I've got bills to pay. I've got to go to work. I've got to get these kids ready for school, blah, blah, blah. So here's the whole gist of it is really we don't need to do anything. We can choose to do all kinds of things. And let's do it from the heart. Let's do it because we would love to do it, because it's our delight to do it. Not because we need to or we have to. But here's the thing about meditation that I'd like to share regarding effective spiritual practice. So it's talking about the holy instant, which is what we were talking about last week. So that holy instant is that moment, but it doesn't have to be a moment. We can keep it going. When you really get that you're not separate from God and that all beings, all of life is part of God, And our experience, the dream, the illusion, the experience, is a projection of our minds. And depending on whether we're experiencing heaven or hell, we're either aligned with spirit or aligned with ego. Uh, So it says here, this is again chapter 18, section 7, and this is paragraph 4. It is impossible to accept the holy instant without reservation unless, just for an instant, you are willing to see no past or future. Just willing. You cannot prepare for it without placing it in the future. So you can't prepare for the holy instant. just have to be willing to see no past or future so this is something you can practice how do you practice it for me can sit in a chair can go for a walk in the woods one of my favorite things to do on the beach and just or you could do this absolutely you could do it while you're waiting for your espresso americano just my favorite At Starbucks, and you're standing there just waiting for the barista to make that pure gold liquid for you. Just be willing to see no past or future in that moment, and you can have a holy instant. It says you cannot prepare for the holy instant without placing it in the future. Release from the past and the future, is given you the instant you desire it. Ah, Clue. Many have spent a lifetime in preparation and have indeed achieved their instance of success. So think of it. If you're spending a lifetime in preparation for enlightenment, it's always in the future, right? Right? This course does not attempt to teach more than they learned in time, but it does aim at saving time. So he's going to tell us here how to save time. So he's saying you can spend your time preparing for awakening, preparing for the atonement, or you can just do it right now. You can just be willing To see no past or future right now. No preparation is needed. This is what he's saying. So this course does not attempt to teach more than those people who did it that way. Learned in time. But it does aim at saving time. This is what the course is about. Saving time from suffering. That's why studying it is not going to save time From suffering, living it saves time from suffering. Living it, practicing it. So it says, he says, you may be attempting to follow a very long road to the goal you've accepted. So maybe you have accepted the goal of the atonement, right? The atonement meaning, When we accept the atonement, we're accepting that we're not separate from God, nor could we ever be, have we ever been, will we ever be. It's not a possible thing. That is accepting the atonement for ourselves, that we're not separate from each other or from God. So it says, You may be attempting to follow a very long road to the goal you have accepted, It is extremely difficult to reach atonement by fighting against sin. Doesn't sound like any fun either. So if we're trying to undo our sins, we're actually affirming them. (laughs) Enormous effort is expended in the attempt to make holy what is hated and despised. Right, so we're trying to make holy our body, right, by eliminating the sins. So eliminating the attraction, sexual attractions, sexual inclinations, uh, desire to overeat, overdrink, over smoke, overwork, over exercise, all these many many things. He's saying enormous effort is expended in the attempt to make holy what is hated and despised. So when we're putting in this tremendous effort to stop everything bad, we're actually affirming its badness in our mind. So then he says, Nor is a lifetime of contemplation and long periods of meditation aimed at detachment from the body necessary. People meditate for different reasons. I like a contemplative meditation, a a union meditation with spirit. The meditations where we're fighting with the mind, that's, to me, not effective spiritual practice. Maybe somebody else would feel differently. I don't. Hey, do as you wish. However, I like to be in a constant connection with spirit all day long. And many times it's so helpful just to sit and be quiet with spirit. But if it triggers things that I'm doing it wrong, and if it's triggering me, oh, I should be doing more of that, and I'm bad because I'm not doing more of that, None of that is helpful to me. None of that is in alignment with my goal. And therefore, all my thinking around it, which is also part of my spiritual practice, is not effective spiritual practice. He does say all such attempts will ultimately succeed because of their purpose. Yet the means are tedious and very time consuming. For all of them look to the future for release from a state of present unworthiness and inadequacy. So that's the thing. We don't want to do that. And and that's why he goes on immediately to say, your way will be different, not in purpose, but in means. A holy relationship is a means of spending time. And he tells us in the Course that relationship is the greatest tool that we have for healing our mind. And that healing then ripples out to everyone, everywhere. So every single trigger that we have, every upset, every irritation, every disappointment, every relationship problem, that we think we have all of it is perfectly designed by one whose only purpose is our good to help us do the healing at the level of the mind. Every trigger, every relationship upset and trigger is perfectly designed to support us in choosing the other way and choosing to relinquish the decisions that we have made about pain and suffering that we don't need anymore. And so now, let's step into that time of rebirth that he talks about in Chapter 15, Section 10. He begins the section, which is the time of rebirth, It is in your power, in time, ...to delay the perfect union of the Father and the Son. For in this world, the attraction of guilt does stand between them. Neither time nor season means anything in eternity. But here, in this world, it is the Holy Spirit's function to use them both time and season though not as the ego uses them. This is the season when you would celebrate my birth into the world. Right? He's talking about Christmas time. Yet you know not how to do it. Let the Holy Spirit teach you, and let me celebrate your birth through Him. The only gift I can accept of you is the gift I gave to you. Release me as I choose your own release. The time of Christ we celebrate together, for it has no meaning if we are apart. The holy instant is truly the time of Christ. For in this liberating instant, no guilt is laid upon the Son of God, and his unlimited power is thus restored to him. What other gift can you offer me when only this I choose to offer you? And to see me is to see me in everyone and offer everyone the gift you offer me. That is how to have a holy relationship, to see Jesus in everyone and to see everyone in Jesus because we are all the Christ what A Course in Miracles refers to as the Son of God which is humanity the Son of God is the Christ the holy instant is truly the time of Christ For in this liberation instant, no guilt is laid upon the Son of God, and his unlimited power is thus restored to him. The unlimited power is the power of love. So let's just do this here, right now. Let's be willing to see no past or future. And let's call upon Jesus and the Holy Spirit to show us the holy instant now. Willing to practice the holy instant now. We can hold in our hearts and in our minds that Jesus is one with every person that bothers us. Every person we feel upset by. They are one with Jesus, just as we are. What you do to the least of them, you do to me. He says, to see me is to see me in everyone and offer everyone the gift you offer me. So what is that gift that we would offer Jesus? Would it be friendship, love, admiration, respect, to revere, You can see how practicing this would go against every, every, every part of the ego thought system. Very challenging to practice this on our own. And while A Course in Miracles is definitely a self-study course, the holy relationship is the means of Liberation. So it's relationship with others that is the means of our liberation. Mm-hmm. That's, I know that's why I was guided to offer my year long masterful living course, and this is year 11 starting today. First class is not till January 14th, but this is a bonus class. So I think of it as a st- start. Mm. Yes, registration for Masterful Living is open till January fourteenth. I do invite you to consider joining us. It's so worth it. And there are many, many components to the class, many, many ways to support, but nothing is required. Ah, oh, I love a course of miracles. I'm so grateful that it's in my life that it's in my hand right now, so grateful. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course of Miracles online radio with Unity. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. (laughs) Yes, the joy continues. So grateful. Mm -hmm. So grateful. We're talking about rebirth and renewal. And we are looking at the section in the text that is from chapter 15, section 10, The Time of Rebirth. Yes. The holy instant is truly the time of Christ. For in this liberating instant, no guilt is laid upon the Son of God, and His unlimited powers thus restore to Him the unlimited power of love. What other gift can you offer me when only this I choose to offer you, a life without guilt, a life without guilt. It's so ingrained in the ego thought system, which is not who we are, it's not what we are, and the ego thought system has no power God is the only power. The only power there is is the power of love. And it, when we take that power of love and we shine it into the ego thought system, then it all seems so real. It all seems to have so much power. Just like if you have a puppet that you put your hand into. If you animate that puppet, that puppet seems to have life. That's how the ego thought system works. If you put your awareness and attention into it, if you energize it, it seems to be powerful. But the power of love, the power of God, that is your power. That's what he's saying here. He is saying, The holy instant is truly the time of Christ, for in this liberating instant, no guilt is laid upon the Son of God, and his unlimited power is thus restored to him. So the invitation here is to have a living spiritual practice that is highly effective. That living spiritual practice that is so highly effective... is interrupting the patterns of the ego thought system that we've become addicted to, that have become habitual, that we've become identified with. It's to interrupt that identification with a small, selfish, separate, lacking, limited, unpowerful self. And we've learned so well to interpret what we think we see to affirm and energize what we don't like and what we don't want. And thereby magnifying it and magnetizing more of it to us. So if we believe we are unworthy of love, that there's something wrong with us, that we are deserving of punishment, we will manifest and demonstrate experiences that seem to prove it. This is what I was saying before when I was saying if we're trying to change the world... In order to improve our lives, we're doing it backwards. Now, that said, yes, we do get inspired and guided to make changes in the world. And that's when we are really tapping into the creative power of love. And that's the focus of this Power of Love ministry that I started some years ago and that we now offer everything through. So I, I started doing things on my own like I started my daily prayer offering in 2007 recording a daily prayer pretty much every day since then. I took a two week hiatus once and Just to see, just to see what I could learn. I love doing the daily prayer. I get to pray with thousands of people all over the world who will listen when they listen. You can also get that prayer podcast. (laughs) And uh, you can subscribe to getting that prayer in your email. It's my daily shot of spiritual espresso. And it comes with written inspiration. I write a daily blog. And sometimes I rewrite them and recycle them, for sure. And I enjoy doing that too. Part of my spiritual practice, the daily inspiration, the daily prayer. I'm really interested in having my whole life be a spiritual practice that even if I'm watching Netflix or having dinner with friends, no matter what I'm doing, it's all part of my effective spiritual practice, that I am not putting my spiritual practice to the side, not putting it on hold. So this does take discipline. And what I have learned particularly doing masterful living and also doing so much on my own because for many years I did a lot on my own. Uh, A lot of learning, a lot of discovery, meaning not really in community. Uh, I've learned that community definitely makes it so much more fun and so much easier to not forget. Also, one of the things I've learned is that I love this. Whenever I do a retreat, uh, it really stands out, or when I do my Forgive and Be Free workshop, it really stands out that after we start doing some work and sharing that work, the inner work that we're doing. Always someone will come to me on the side, or maybe they'll say it in the group, they'll say, okay, when I walked in here, when I started this class, uh, I really was 100% convinced that I was the only one that felt this way or thought this way. I really... I I felt certain of it. But now I see, oh my God, this is everyone. This is how we all are. And that clear understanding and awareness, when it's not intellectual, is deeply healing. Because part of the ego thought system that is effective ego practice is to look for specialness wherever it can be had. So specialness because uh, there's special love or special hate. Nobody else can love me the way they love me. That's special love, right? Nobody else bothers me as much as that person bothers me. Special hate. So the ego is always looking for specialness and the spirit is always pointing out the sameness. And so one of the great benefits of really having a strong and powerful spiritual community to work with and together is that we see how alike we are And we inspire and encourage and love each other. And so in a spiritual community, people are much more willing to accept love, to accept compassion, to accept kindness and caring and support. Oftentimes, in families and friendships and workplaces, people do not feel worthy Of receiving the kindness, the compassion, the love, the support, the nurturing, the care. So they will reject it. But in a spiritual community, it's part of the spiritual practice to be receptive to the love. If you're in a spiritual community where you give and give and give, but you're not receiving, then there's something out of whack there. Because I I used to see that in spiritual community all the time, that people were giving, 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 giving without receiving. And then what's really going on there is there's a giving in order to get. It's a manipulation. So I am folding the programs and setting up the chairs and cleaning up the kitchen and baking the cookies and shoveling the driveway and I'm doing all of this in order to get some kind of affirmation. If we're not receiving, really receiving from the community and feeling inspired and uplifted, but we're just giving in order to get, that is actually not helpful. Sometimes in working with uh, counseling clients who overgive and over-serve because it's part of their identity they don't know who they are without it they don't feel valid without it i've invited them to just take a fast take a time out don't do any service for 3 months and 3 months they get all bothered no 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 you don't understand Uh, uh, and they start making all these excuses of why they have to do it. So it's just looking deeply. What is the motivations? You see, this is part of our effective spiritual practice. This is something we do a lot of in Masterful Living. In the beginning of the year in Masterful Living, there's more work uh, because people aren't used to being that introspective and really looking at what do they think and what do they feel what are their motivations why are they doing what they're doing if they haven't been looking at it really looking at it can be shocking it can be upsetting and it can feel exhausting But it is a path of liberation. So we, in Masterful Living, we train ourselves to look at everything without judgment and be in that place of just noticing, right? So in the first part of this episode, I was talking about, uh, well, the Course was talking about being in the holy instant, not in the past and not in the future, But just in this moment right now, without the influence of the past or the future. Now, we don't really know how to do that. But the Holy Spirit knows how to do it for us, with us, as us. So we can join with the Holy Spirit with a high intention to see beyond time and space in this holy instant. And then we can learn to stay more in that place of not being influenced by the past and not trying to get something in the future or be something in the future, but simply to be ourselves right now. And in that is our freedom. That's where the peace of God lies that's where prosperity is that's where healing is and it does seem very difficult to get there because we're trying to do it alone and that's what he tells us in the I need do nothing section is yeah you can spend a lifetime and you will have some Success trying to do it alone because your purpose, your intention is strong and you're energizing it, but you don't have to do it alone, there's no extra points at all. This is like Jesus's parable of the day laborers that. No matter what time people arrive to labor in the field, they got the same amount of pay, right? Whether you labor for lifetime after lifetime trying to eliminate sin, your sin way, <laughs> and be holy, you're going to get the same heaven that people get who say, you know what, I think I'm just going to recognize my holiness now. Instead of thinking I have to earn it, I'm going to be willing to recognize it's already here. And that everything I think is not holy about me is made up. It's an illusion. It's not real. Everything that I think I've done wrong is part of an illusion. It's not real. So I've given everything in my life all the meaning that it has for me. I've given everything in my relationship all the meaning that it has for me. I've given everything in my heart all the meaning that it has for me. And I can give all of that to the Holy Spirit for healing. That's an effective spiritual practice right there. That's what I share. That's what I do. It works so well. So, it does mean giving up everything we think we made, meaning all the opinions, all the judgments, all the beliefs, all the attitudes, all the triggers, all the irritations, regrets, all the guilt, all the blame, all the shame, all the hurts. Have to give them all to the Holy Spirit for healing. But see, most people don't want to do that because they have built their identity around these things the sinner, the sufferer, the martyr, the victim. It can be healed in an instant. But you know we have free will, so we can do the slow drip method. But the effective spiritual practice is to partner up with the Holy Spirit every moment of every day, and to recognize that we don't feel good. We've gotten out of the partnership. We've gone rogue. We've gone off uh, off the trail. We've gone rogue. Danger, 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 Will Robinson, right? Remember, lost in space, lost in time and space. I used to say that to myself. I still say it occasionally, danger, danger, Will Robinson, that way madness lies. Combining lost in space with King Lear, I love it, (laughs) We who are one cannot give separately. When you are willing to accept our relationship is real, guilt will hold no attraction for you. This is what Jesus tells us in the time of rebirth section. Chapter 15, section 10, paragraph 3. We who are one cannot give separately. This is what Jesus is saying to us. He says, right here, when you are willing to accept our relationship as real, guilt will no hold, hold no attraction for you. So, in A Course in Miracles, Jesus advises us to say to the Holy Spirit, to say to Jesus himself, the Ascended Master, Jesus You decide for me. You make no decisions. I'll make no decisions for myself anymore. You decide for me. So let's begin this year with being willing to accept that our relationship with Jesus is real. Let's make that a daily affirmation. Jesus my relationship with you is real. Help me to know it. Help me to feel it. Help me to see it. Help me to always, always value it. And then we can go into a time of stress or strain, fear, worry or doubt and say, Jesus, I'm feeling strained and stress and worry and doubt. I must be thinking I'm on my own. Help me to remember that my relationship with you is real. And that I can never ever be alone. I can think I'm alone, but I can't actually be alone. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. Let me truly live it. When you are willing to accept our relationship is real... Guilt will hold no attraction for you. It's the guilt, the underlying guilt, that causes all problems, all illness. He says, for in our union, you will accept all of our brothers. The gift of union is the only gift that I was born to give. Give it to me that you may have it. To have, give all to all, is another way he says it. Elsewhere, The time of Christ is a time appointed for the gift of freedom offered to everyone. And by your acceptance of it, you offer it to everyone. It is in your power to make this season holy. For it is in your power to make the time of Christ be now. It is possible to do this all at once. Because there is but one shift in perception that is necessary for you. Made but one mistake. It seems like many, but it is all the same. For though the ego takes many forms, it is always the same idea. What is not love is always fear and nothing else. So every problem that we have and every mistake that we think we made... Every single bit of it is just an affirmation of separation. And the antidote to that is to recognize one shift in perception is necessary for the healing. We don't have to know how to have a shift in perception. We just have to be willing to stand in the holy instant and say, I no longer value the past. I no longer value the future. I only value the love that is now. Now. And this relationship with you, Jesus, Holy Spirit, is my relationship with everyone. I am willing to have a holy relationship with all of life with every being. I'm willing to walk in the world as the holy love of God already made manifest. This is who I am. I am already as holy as holy can be. Ooh, that feels so People sometimes ask me, what does it say in A Course of Miracles? I am already as holy as holy can be. It doesn't. It's just my way of saying these many things. I like to just make it short and sweet and simple for myself. I'm already as holy as holy can be. Yes, and that's what this year is about. I'm inviting you to join me in Masterful Living. We begin January 14th. Registration closes January 14th. It's an amazing ride, amazing, amazing experience every single year. It improves the quality of my life. If it calls to you, I know you'll join us. Don't read everything that's written on my webpage at jenniferhadley.com about Masterful Living, if you will. Please consider joining us. Thank you to all the people who contribute to make this radio show possible. Thank you to all the people who contribute to making it possible for us to transcribe and offer the free text messages and the free classes and I have a new free class that's coming up. It's my five-day challenge. I'm doing it uh, anew uh, the week of January 7th to the 11th. So check that out. I know we're blessed. I know we're a blessing. Have a beautiful rest of your year. Mwah!